Welcome back to Mesa Rink in Schenectady, New York, on the campus of Union College, where our score at the end of two periods is Merrimack 1, Union 1. This is Mike Mackey alongside John Leahy. Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm glad you took this opportunity to join us for our broadcast tonight, the final broadcast of the first semester for the Merrimack Warriors, final game before the break. And tonight's second intermission is brought to you, as it always is, by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Well, our guest here in the final intermission of the first half of the season is Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com. Also, College Hockey News, The Eagle Tribune, and NeutralZone.net. Speaking of Christmas, uh, strikes me that a VIP uh, subscription to the Mac Report would be a great gift for your favorite hockey lover on their Christmas list. Right, Mike? How could folks go ahead and get one of those? <laughs> you can go to themacreport.com. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right. Uh, so two periods of play here, one-to-one our score. Only 11 shots for Merrimack through two periods, but they seemed like they took an awful long time to even get started in that first period. Second period was a lot better. Still didn't result in a lot of chances, but a few pretty good ones, and they did pick up the power play goal from Tyler Irvine. They did, and that's it gets a penalty kill that's really good. You know, one of the better penalty kills in the nation. So uh, good to see that power play unit get going again. Penalty kill unit uh, on Merrimack's side of it still staying hot. I think they're 19 for their last 20 now. Or actually, with the kill there in the second. Oh, no, they get the power play goal in the second. So what's that now? 19 out of 21, I think it is. So still pretty good. Um, but, yeah, like you said, struggled a little bit to get going. It was a slow start. Uh, I thought they had a better second half of the first period than they did the first half, obviously. Uh, and then the second period, was, I thought it was pretty even. You know, Each team had a couple of chances. I had the, the chance of the power play. Merrimack had two. They scored on one. So uh, overall, a pretty even game through two periods. Uh, there are some similarities between these two teams, certainly. But I think one of the differences, uh, and Scott Bork touched on it uh, in the pregame with John. He might have done it with you earlier this week, too. But Union, is they've got a lot of big players on this team. I mean, they have the definite size advantage over Merrimack, and I think you could see that in the, the beginning of the game, at least the first 10 minutes of the game. Uh, but it's gotten better for Merrimack since then. They started to win more of those battles, especially in the second period, and I think it helped them. It certainly contributed to the power play goal. It did, yeah. I actually thought Union did a really good job, and this goes along with their size, with, with their length in the first period. The Merrimack had trouble getting the puck through the neutral zone, and a lot of it was guys getting sticks on pucks, using their reach, getting in the way. Uh, they had trouble just getting through the middle of the ice. There were several times where, in that first period, they would regroup behind the net, start a breakout, get to about the red line, Union would dump it back down. They'd have to regroup, get the puck, try to get it back to the neutral zone again, Union would knock it away, dump it down. I mean, it was, there was a lot of that in the first period. So, uh, they, they've been able to find ways to get through it. Really, st- starting in the second half of the first period, they started to get through it. Oddly enough, uh, I, I thought it was the fourth, I think it was the fourth line that was on the ice that had their best shift of the first period, and that kind of broke it through and got it going. Uh, that was the first, the, the first line that really had sustained pressure in the zone. And then from there, it seemed like they were able to get more and more zone time, able to get through the neutral zone a little bit, a little bit easier. Um, but we're really seeing that size, I think, between the blue lines, whether it's length and getting able to get their sticks in the way, or, or uh, when the puck's gone up the wall, you know, bodies on the wall, things like that. And you've also got a couple of guys now that have been pressed into service at center that you know weren't there before today, and Mac Welsher and uh, and Hugo Eslin. Maybe no surprise that at least in the first period, we don't have the numbers yet for the second. Uh, the faceoff numbers didn't go their way in the first. But uh, you have, uh, like I said, two guys that 
are being asked to do more maybe than you know they had before and and uh, you know given that that's the case uh, you know I think defensively they've done a pretty good job here yeah I agree and I actually like the potential of Welsher with uh, Greasock and Drevich a lot I think there's a lot of skill on that line you know Welsher obviously Greasock and Drevich have a ton of skill Greasock's a goal scorer uh, Welsher can put up points he did it in the USHL last year he was almost a point per game player in the USHL as a center so he could score uh, he's also just so relentless on the forecheck like he's the guy that I think is going to be able to 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 fight guys off pucks and, and free up opportunities for Greasock and Drevich because it's going to work so hard to get the puck uh, when he gets it if he, if he has an opportunity to do something with it himself he can uh, if, if not he's a guy that can get the puck to Greasock and Drevich maybe in some more space because he's drawing attention to himself or he's catching the opponent off guard taking the puck off somebody's stick on the forecheck and now all of a sudden Greasock or, or Drevich a little more freed up rather than coming in in a rush where everyone kind of packs it in if you create a turnover in the forecheck like that uh, your opponent's a little more spread out they think they're breaking out all of a sudden bam pucks turned over and things can get a little more hectic so uh, I, I like the potential of that line together like I said probably forced into it more quickly than, than they expected because of injuries I mean it's the third guy they've had now on, kind of on that second line this year so it's almost a bad luck spot to be I, I know yeah, and we're not even at Christmas yet so uh, but I, I think there's potential there uh, because Welsh can score uh, he has, his offensive numbers this year aren't huge but he's a freshman uh, but he proved last year in the USHL which is the best league can come from that he can score uh, and I think he can create some, some opportunities for Greasock and Drevich on, on, with his ability on the forecheck. And, and so this is because you know you broke the news this week about Jordan Seifert getting hurt in practice and uh, being out for the rest of the year. Uh, any word on what happened there? Uh, I know what happened in practice. Uh, it sounded like it was kind of a freak thing um, but it's going to require surgery this week um, and they're they know he's out for the year. I mean, I, I, there's not even a question. So I know Coach Borick said this week that it sounded like he had a, a pretty lengthy road ahead of him as far as recovery. But uh, And that's unfortunate because I thought he was playing really well. And he was another one that kind of last year was moving around a little bit, wing, center. Uh, he was really finding his groove in that spot with um, with Greasock and Drevich. And it, him and Welsh are kind of similar. Like, like Seifert's really aggressive. He can he can cause some, some problems on the forecheck. So uh, it's, it's, you know, I think that line was playing well together. Hopefully they don't miss a beat because Welsh. I think is a similar player. Uh, his ability on the forecheck can get under the skin of the opponent. And, uh, but yeah, definitely unfortunate for Cypher just because he's, he's been playing so well. Uh, only a sophomore, probably playing his best hockey that we've seen him in a Merrimack uniform. We were told that he was going to be out for six months. He'll be back uh, in the summer, ready to go uh, for next year. Yeah, and that's that sounds about right. Yeah, and, and I know you know anytime you get you have any type of surgery, and it sounds like this surgery is going to be pretty pretty extensive. Uh, there, there's going to be some some rehab to that, and, and then hopefully you know. If he's able to get back on skates or so sometime around June or July, then, then you get the summer to, to kind of go through the off-season program and, and be back for your junior year. You know, we only have a couple of minutes left. There's so much going on that we were talking about, and we didn't even get to the fact that, you know, Patrick Hallway is going to become eligible finally after Christmas, and uh, Philip Forsmark is not going to be able to play until September, but he's still going to be here, and he's going to come in and play in September, which should make things really interesting, along with Alex Jeffries coming in. But with only a minute or so left here, I know it's not a lot of time. Give us about a minute or so assessment of the, the first half of this Merrimack team. This is now game number 17. Uh, you know, it is a young team like we knew from the start of the year, but what's your take? I, I think, you know, I think outside of the, of the Wisconsin and Penn State games, they've been good. And, and they'd still be below 500, obviously, without those. You take those two losses out, uh, even if you don't even turn them and win, just take them out, they'd still be 4 8 and 1. So uh, it's not like they'd have a winning record by any stretch, but you don't expect, I mean, teams that are loaded with freshmen don't typically win a lot of games. It's just not how it works in college hockey. 
hockey. So I think uh, I think we've seen them get better. I think ultimately the fact that they've been competitive in most of these games is big. You know, whether it's uh, whether it's the UMass games, the Northeastern games, and they haven't they haven't seen all of the the big guns in hockey East yet, but uh, they've been competitive in, in pretty much every hockey East game, uh, and that's really what's most important. And even a game like tonight, uh, they every game's been close with the exception of those two Big Ten games, really. Uh, so I think that's a good that's good that's a good sign. You know, it kind of feels to me like uh, 2009, right before uh, they went on a run there uh, in in 2010, 2011. They had a run where they were in a lot of competitive games, one goal losses. Uh, this year, it kind of feels like that—a young team that's competitive and, and learning along the way. Yeah, I was going to say I, I feel like you know the freshman class is a pretty much as a whole has, has looked like a, a group of players that have come in and made an impact, you know, forced to play certainly, but have played pretty well. And if not for a few bounces here or there, or the ability maybe another goal scorer, they might have been able to win some of these games. That I mean, you might be talking about a 500 or so team. You know, these, there's a this is a class full of a lot of players that are going to be here for a few years to come. 100. percent And you typically see progression over a guy's college career. There's a lot of development. So if they can get that moving forward, just think of where this team could be four years from now. All right, Mike. Thanks a lot. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, again, folks, check out his work, themacreport.com. Buy a VIP subscription to your, for your favorite hockey fan. It's well worth it. And also College Hockey News, the Eagle Tribune, and NeutralZone.net. Thanks a lot, Mike. We appreciate it. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and the family, and we'll talk to you after the break. Thanks. You guys, too. All right. That's Mike McMahon. Our score here, Merrimack 1, Union 1. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.